0: Friends. i'm katie and i'm olivia and we are podcast by proxy canadian true crime welcome
1: we're live on a sunday it's my day it's a happy sunday happy sunday we were just both saying
0: that we were feeling a little, like, Meh. and then we sat down and chatted for 10 minutes
1: first, and now feel a little better. Maybe 20 yeah. minutes. Sometimes it's necessary, especially because, like, I don't want to come on here and just be a, a dull, darn dud.
0: A dull, dar, darn dud? Dar.
1: A dull, darn dud.
0: <laughs> I can't even say that.
1: Right? Say that three times to five nope, times couldn't fast. say it once. But yeah, we had to have a little chit-chat, but our spirits are high now. We're ready. We're ready to, to join the world. We're ready to join the world with everyone. So welcome back to Podcasts of Thank you for being here. Um, thanks for all the love lately. Again, I feel like I say that every week, but it's... We just it's appreciate just been, when
0: you come back.
1: It's just been coming and coming and coming. We've been getting so many nice emails, case suggestions, comments. Um, and as so, yeah, we said
0: before, even if we don't reply, we see them all.
1: And it just really makes our day, which is probably yeah. why I come on here every week and thank you for it. So <laughs> I love
0: when I'm at my, like, 9 to 5 and a little notification pops up on my phone. And I don't get to read it, but I get to just see, like, it's a positive thing. And I'm like, oh, that just made me feel better.
1: I know. So, anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks for telling a friend. Uh, Hopefully, anybody who left us a five-star review and DM'd me a picture of the review or sent an email a picture of the review, you could do a rating or a review. I did send out a bunch of stickers, so those should be coming. They are in the mail. They're flying their way across the country to you. Um, Really cute little sticker packs. And I'm actually almost at the where If we do say so
0: ourselves.
1: (laughs) I really think they're cute. And uh, I'm at the point where I might have to order more soon, so... (gasps) i'm thinking like maybe we will we'll jazz it up a little and get a new do sticker. you
0: or anyone you know do art of any kind right, and want to submit thinking. something for a sticker we will we did that before and i love the sticker we got from one of our artist listeners it was so yes. cute and i would love to do that again and promote someone else
1: yeah, super fun. So if you're an artist and you want to do any kind of artwork that we can make into a sticker, um, you can email it to us or DM us. But yeah, I would love to make a new sticker when I order them. So hopefully we can make that yeah, happen. Even tag um, us
0: if it's something you post or something you yes. think that would be a good style of yours that would match ours. Like tag us, anything. Just
1: get yeah. in touch. But uh, Katie's going to take the wheel today. I'm yeah. going to take a back seat. Yes. We have
0: him. Also, I just watched I woke up from a nap. I okay, I woke up this morning. I watched part of Oceans 11. Then I had a I went out and had a nap after and I woke up and watched part of Oceans 12 because there's a marathon on. Then I was, then I did something else and then I watched a bit of Oceans 13 and then watched a bit of Oceans <laughs> 8 throughout the day. Oh but God. because I ended on Oceans 8 just a little bit, those bad bitches that movie is so good. It's the one where all the women are like the thieves. You've never seen it, have you? I could tell by your face.
1: I hate to break it to everyone on this podcast <sighs> listening right now, but I don't actually think that I've like seen a full Oceans movie. I don't know what they're about. I'm I know they a have boyfriend a boyfriend right now. I know they have like a star-studded cast. I know that much. You need... oh. George Clooney. It's a Clooney movie.
0: Literally has like Brad, Brad Pitt.
1: Pitt. Yeah. So yeah. I know that much. I know it's like Clooney, Brad Pitt. Like there's a lot. But of But then there's like a it.
0: women's one, and it's like Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, oh. Rihanna.
1: Excellent.
0: I love that. Um, Mindy Kaling or calling, however, I've heard her name both ways.
1: Now, if you is and, so, Oceans Eight came after the other oceans so it was released
0: last yes but it has the lowest numbered title yes
1: i don't like that you know how we just had a conversation that i that there's a chance that i had kim maybe kardashian's was... in it what kim
0: kardashian's in it for like a split second
1: oh my god that's so fun i want to watch it okay hold on you need <laughs> to
0: show olivia
1: well, we're oceans still on like our r- movies based yeah. on real life events um, binge. There's so many of them though that so we could probably take a break, watch all the oceans <clears throat> movies, and then revisit that.
0: I just looked at. That's a great idea. <laughs> I just looked at the thread of messages with your boyfriend, which are very few and far between, and they're only mm-hmm. ever me sending him funny cat videos. And him cat going, videos. "I need <laughs> one of those." <laughs> And it's always hilarious. like these munchkin cats with short, stubby legs and like big eyes. And there's like.
1: Honestly, he probably loves it. The only thing he uses the internet for is to watch videos of cute animals. Yeah. There's a monkey, like I a little didn't baby realize. monkey, that he was obsessed with for a while. Like, obsessed.
0: I don't really like monkeys.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: Like, I, it's just, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> yeah rogue opinion i guess everyone loves monkeys mm. unpopular
1: okay. opinion who doesn't want to? totally unpopular pet?
0: opinion i don't yeah. like popcorn or monkeys
1: that's <laughs> so random
0: mm-hmm. anyway or that sounds like a lovely ocean
1: sunday for you
0: yeah i love sandra bullock girl crush love her
1: did you ever watch the movie that was on Netflix that everyone was obsessed with during COVID where her eyes are closed? Yeah. Bird Box? No. Yeah. I didn't watch it either. It's not,
0: it just looked scary.
1: Yeah, I'm too scared.
0: Babe, did you ever watch Bird Box? What? Did you ever watch Bird Box? Uh, I don't think so. The maybe. blindfolded Sandra Bullock movie? Oh, yes, I have seen it. Was it good? That's why I'm marrying that man right there. Simon, I clearly have anything, the same girl crush. Anything
1: with Sandra Bullock, he's a fan of. So, claps for Simon. I just That's finished, like, Sandra's
0: him. horn, and you're like, anything with Sandra I'd watch.
1: <laughs> Guys, are <is> so funny.
0: <laughs> Love right, me well, some
1: Sandra. You know, that's our movie chat for, for today. Uh, we've yeah. been having a lot of movie chats lately. I don't but know. I would like I'd...
0: everyone to post their unpopular opinion under this episode on Instagram because I think these could be really fun.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll ask them in stories in yes. like a question box. I never use the question box and I should use it more often. So I'll ask everyone it's fun. their unpopular opinions. I am really bad at thinking of things on the spot, so like if you ask me my unpopular opinion, I just freeze. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, you should post it's
0: the question the box now, so if we get any replies, we can re- we can read them live. Mm. Yes. But yes, it's that. my week. And when I'm done, we're ordering pizza. It's a lovely Sunday. It's going to be that. delicious. The pizza, not the story.
1: Where are you going to get pizza from?
0: I think we're getting Romeo's.
1: Romeo's. I love that. I'm by myself because Brandon's at a bachelor party, so I don't know what I'm going to eat. Probably <gasps> Annie's because it's Sunday.
0: Oh, I do have some Cheetos mac and cheese.
1: Oh, that's just so bad. It's so good. Oh, I hate it. It's I so it. awful. I love Brandon it. Brandon made it one time and I was like, if you ever buy this again, I might lose my mind. <gasps> I don't I know why. It. I could, maybe it's because I'm not a Cheetos person, so I don't appreciate oh, the flavor. I love Cheetos. Yeah, I think if you, like, like really the liked the Cheetos flavor, I can see why it would be really good, but I didn't. I just thought it was weird tasting mac and cheese. We're back in business. While she's setting up, I'm just going to remind everyone, um, if you don't already, please follow us on Instagram at Podcast by Proxy for all, like, case updates, case posts, Um, We love comments, DMs, yada, yada. It's our most used social media platform for sure. (laughs) Yada, yada. Um, Yada, yada. And uh, also, if you love the show, uh, please leave a rating or review on Spotify or Apple. Um, Five stars is preferred, uh, but just, you know, a a rating or a review would be lovely. I just Um, love the way you did that. Yeah, I mean... Five would be preferred. Five would be preferred, but we've talked about it before. If you have, you know, feedback, let us know. Uh, We love to to learn and we love to improve. So, but a rating or review on Spotify or Apple, um, always appreciated. And with that, I think we can finally get into today's episode.
0: Yes. Uh, Today, I'm going to tell you about... A lovely woman named Esther and a, her husband Renee.
1: Okay.
0: And we're gonna start with that. <laughs> so at twenty one year old twenty-one years old, wow, starting strong.
1: Starting off strong with our speech today.
0: <laughs> Always
1: appreciated.
0: So at twenty one years old, Esther marries the love of her life, Renee Castanali, and for the life of me. I could not get confirmation on Esther's last name. I think it's Luand, and I'm going with that. However...
1: like Her maiden name or unmarried name? Yeah, there's yeah.
0: two options, and that's why I wasn't sure. Okay. Because it's you will come to see that Renee is somewhat of a local celebrity, so I think his name just naturally took precedence, where if they had been two people... Uh, just average Joes. Right. I think both names would have been referenced more when telling this story. But unfortunately, Esther kind of gets lumped in with Renee here as a Castanelli, or Nellie. Right. Okay. Which is annoying. Give her her own name.
1: Yeah, like she's more than his wife.
0: Yeah, she's a human. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I get it. So Esther had a
0: pretty hard childhood, but... It seems like as an adult she became very upbeat, very positive. It didn't overly affect her life as a young woman. And Renee worked a handful of jobs really just taking any get rich quick scheme, anything that he could find to make his family money. But in turn, he ended up actually just like losing a fart ton of money.
1: Because everything
0: failed epically
1: Jumping all over Like the OG pyramid scheme Oh
0: a hundred percent And like later on in life Even his daughter is like I remember he would just do like Any job He would just do anything for money Like, he put his ego aside, and he would just be like, yeah, I'll mow your lawn, I'll wash that, I'll do something dumb, I don't care. Which, like, can
1: work. There's nothing wrong with that, necessarily, but it sounds like maybe it didn't. Well, it gave him a
0: very... Well, the opinion of locals, I should say, was that he was very charismatic, very outgoing, and, again, I think when you can put everything aside... Yeah. You can be that person. For sure. He even would, like jokingly sing in public with people or in future jobs he finds himself on the radio and he does a Beatles cover and everyone says he's quite a good singer so for all intents and purposes people really liked him. Again, very charismatic I would say is the best way to explain him.
1: Yeah, eccentric. Yes. Yes.
0: So Rene finally makes it somewhat big or what he feels is accomplished when in 1965 he gets a job at cknw which was at the time a very very like jazzy radio station it was talk radio out of vancouver on uh, 980 a.m
1: it it's, sounds jazzy
0: it's still C-K-N-W. a
1: regular
0: right and it's yeah. still a radio station today it's just they've kind of stripped the jazziness so now it's just talk radio but it's still on <clears throat> 980 a.m but on this show His job was to be just that, like a promo man, which meant that he was kind of like, do you watch your local news now? Like, do you know who Ed Bain is?
1: No, Brandon probably does, though.
0: Okay, he's on our local radio station now. He's also on our local news, but he does a lot of, like, spoofy, fun, comical bits. And this was similar to who Renee was.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So he even got a nickname being called the Dizzy Dialer, because part of his job was making prank calls, like he was that guy. Yeah, crazy, crazy tactics. It's so weird.
1: Do you remember prank calling people as a kid with your friends? Yes.
0: (laughs) Is your fridge running? You better go get get it! Going
1: through, like, the telephone book, which don't even phone books still exist they do but
0: they're really small now
1: well that's because nobody has a landline number to put in them that's true
0: they're all just (laughs) yellow pages for businesses
1: exactly it's just like the yellow pages they're just hanging on by a thread but
0: they don't get dropped off everywhere now i think they get dropped off at businesses and then you have to request them
1: i was gonna say you can request them but yeah you just like go through the phone book just pick a random number phone it and then yeah your fridge is broken
0: Your fridge is broken. Yeah.
1: The, like, telephone version of Nicky Nicky Nine Doors. I remember
0: once being at a friend's grandparent's house with another friend of ours. We will all be unnamed because yeah. I don't know if they want their names put out there. But That's they had fair. one of those sofas where you lift up the center console and there's a phone in there. Bougie. And so, yeah, they were bougie. Um, and so we would make prank calls from their sofa couch. Which felt really dramatic because you got to hang up the phone and then slam shut the center console.
1: Amazing. So you really
0: got the drama and then be like, ah! Ha, ha, ha,
1: ha. Yeah, kids these days will never know the satisfaction of slamming a phone, of down. truly
0: hanging up the phone. You don't even get to snap your cell phone shut anymore.
1: No, just like bam. It's just not as satisfying. Angrily hitting that little red button on your screen. You know? I don't
0: even think it's as fun angrily dialing on your phone like when you got to push those buttons in and be kind of mad at the same time when you're like oh fuck her she's gonna hear it from me
1: yeah that would be like me trying to angry on on a touch screen keyboard i couldn't angry type on a touch screen keyboard
0: yeah so i know we've mentioned this before but any new listeners because this is an old story Mm -hmm. olivia and i used to work in the same call center about 30 feet apart And she also dated someone that worked there. But he worked in a different (laughs) office. But we had an internal messenger. And I knew from 30 feet away when he had fucked up. (laughs) Because the angry typing that I could hear. And keep in mind, she is an obsessively fast typer and used to have acrylic nails. So it was like, (laughs) And then she'd hit the enter key to send it so fucking hard. It killed me. Anyways. And I could even message her and be like,
1: What did he do now? Literally you'd message me and be like, What's wrong? <laughs> it's hilarious. I still do that when I'm mad at work. I okay, love that so for Renee, you. he's on the radio.
0: So Renee, yeah, one of his biggest pranks at the time that really pissed a lot of people off was he convinced the Vancouverites that uh, like a Saudi prince was buying British Columbia and <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, but this is the extent he took it to. He bought ads. He rented limos and drove them around this fancy hotel, like out in, I think, Burnaby or something. He would rent out, like, upscale hotel rooms. He would dress up as a Saudi prince and get into these limos and, like, drive around. He had bus banners about it happening. And, like, people were pissed. And I was listening to the episode of Dark Poutine, and he kind of put it the best way. He's like, and then there was all these, like, people out with signs, and it was like, face it, they were racists. Because there are all these white people with signs saying, keep BC British. Oh. You mean keep BC white, is what you're saying. So, calm down, people. Calm down.
1: And what year was this? Uh,
0: It's in the 60s. Okay, so.
1: Yeah. It was the 60s. So, just racist.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, just and I could picture exactly what all those people look like. They're Keep all white.
1: British Columbia British. Like Keep BC British. Yeah. They're like ironic part Quoted of it. Quoted by white people. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just I don't think any I don't think I need to explain the irony of that. No.
0: No. 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 We all get it when you're like, what year is
1: it? It's in the sixties. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So Renee as we said and Esther are married at this point they have a 12 year old daughter he has a stable career uh Esther has a job that she quite likes she is the manager of her kids clothing boutique called the Carisdale children's boutique I felt weird saying boutique twice in a row but whatever and they actually lived in like what was a middle class neighborhood at the time but just for argument's sake I kind of googled the neighborhood now to see what houses sell for cause it's Vancouver And they are like, 3 to $4 million, so now it's a very, like, affluent neighborhood, although... Middle class. Probably still middle class, because if anyone knows house prices in Vancouver... I was
1: going to say, yeah, that is considered middle class in Vancouver nowadays. Yeah.
0: So in early 1965, Esther's at home. She gets this phone call. It's a woman on the other line saying, do you know your husband's essentially running around with someone else? As Esther goes to ask more questions or inquire, like, who the fuck are you what are you talking about the woman just hangs up no more context so she decides she doesn't know how like serious this is so she's gonna keep it to herself and maybe do a little like sleuthing herself
1: i imagine it's just another one of his pranks
0: which reminds Uh me about all the drama going on in vanderpump rules right now but i'm not gonna get into that
1: I have questions about that. We can talk
0: about this at the end if you. We
1: like. can. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna parking lot. This question. We're gonna
0: VPR this to the side, yeah. but we will yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll roundabout yeah. to this. I have a Cole, question. Cole, please. Yeah, I may or may not have answers. I've been in a deep dark hole the last day.
1: My question so, is like, where did the show come from? Because I've never heard of it so much until the last week. So I'm sure you will have answers. I yeah. just like, where the show come of from Beverly Hills is a factor as well. Okay. Well. Continue, yeah. and then we'll, we'll chat. Yep, yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So one day, when snooping around, she finds a letter in his pocket, which is clearly a letter of admiration. Some may even call it a love note. That okay. at the bottom is signed from a woman named Lolly.
1: Rat bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not cool. Lolly, so, hey.
0: Yeah. So Lolly is a woman who is a mother of a six-year-old boy named Don. She has recently lost her husband. She's a new widower and she is a receptionist at CKWN. CKNW.
1: Oh no. no. Yeah.
0: So it turns out the affair started in the fall of 1964. So about six months earlier, three to six months earlier, they say that her name, her full name is Adelaide Miller and everyone around the office knew that Adelaide slash Lolly and Renee had been openly, essentially, dating in the office. Touching each other. They'll kiss in passing. Not hiding it at all. Um, so, it really could have been anybody at the office that called his wife and was like, yo, he's a bastard. Yeah,
1: so Audacity has been flying off the shelves since the 60s, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. And you. at the time proving adultery wasn't really just enough to get a divorce divorces were like excruciatingly painful to obtain in the 60s so i just want to preface that now by when people are like why didn't she just leave him it really wasn't that
1: easy this is also a time period where it might have not been at this point but close to it that it was like basically considered legal to rape your wife like it's it wasn't there was no yeah, way when I for... was
0: looking into this, to put in context the way the laws were at the time, like, to yeah. get a divorce, you pretty much had to prove, like, pedophilia or bestiality. Yeah. It was those extremes, so I would not be shocked if you're completely correct that that wouldn't have been considered rape that was just a man having sex with his wife
1: yeah i don't know when that law changed but there, like there was a time not that long ago where it wasn't possible for it to be illegal for a man to rape his wife because she was considered his property he could do whatever he wanted with her
0: yeah you're married how could it be rape well it is Mm -hmm. yeah so one day, Esther decides, now's the time. I'm going to confront Renee. And he obviously just, like, denies, denies, denies. Couldn't be a thing. How dare you? Probably just gaslighting the fart out of her. I you know I was if you goes. guys
1: think cell phones is what ruined relationships, just remember. This shit's been happening since the dawn of time. Yeah.
0: Where there's a will, there's a way, apparently. Cell
1: phones just made it way easier to get caught.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like... Uh, And more
0: easy to sneak around. I think it made all facets. Like, like kind
1: of, yes and no. I feel like it was easier for guys to get away with it when there wasn't cell phones, which is why it's like, oh, for the weekend. Cell phones have ruined relationships, and cell phones and social media are the reason that people aren't faithful, is what you hear a lot of the time. And my belief is that it's always been happening like this, and cell phones and social media has just like publicized it more and made it Mm -hmm. way easier for somebody to find out that their partner's cheating on them Mm -hmm. because there's a record of everything. Yeah, you're right. I mean, how many people used to just say
0: like, oh, my husband went out of town for business. And then we hear those business trips were actually like a whole second family.
1: Right. So yeah.
0: Not like a crazy long time after this confrontation and slowly, I guess that Esther starts having kind of, like, unusual feelings in her body at first. Not quite sure what it is. But eventually, she's, like, seriously not feeling well. Like, fetal position-inducing stomach aches, back pain. Um, She couldn't keep any food in and, like, literally was, like, lacking all nutrients at the time. So this, in turn, caused, like, a lot of weakness faintness dizzy spells lack of concentration she couldn't work so she was like just at home on bed rest and constantly going to see different physicians to try to figure out what might be the root cause of this um as we said she's not able to work she can't even sit up long enough to like hold a book or today what would probably be someone's tablet she couldn't even do that for long periods of time because of her weakness But the highlight of each of her days, though, was that when Renee would come home from his radio station job, he would bring her a vanilla milkshake from White Spot. She loved these vanilla milkshakes. They were like the treat of her day. And they were something that she really enjoyed. She looked forward to. And she was surprisingly able to keep most of it down. So they were like her little, like, dose of calories every day. Okay. (laughs) As we said, you know, some people just need a little pick-me-up. During I'm the suspicious
1: day, suspicious of they, the milkshake,
0: but yeah, 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 you should be, you should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but many around her weren't actually suspicious of this at all because Esther was, like, a garbage eater, like myself. <laughs> she drank excessively and chain smoked, so people were also kind of like, oh, "Is this just your habits well, catching suspicious. up to
1: you?" I'm suspicious of the milkshakes because we are on a true crime podcast speaking from the future but at the time i don't think i would have been suspicious of my husband or somebody else's husband bringing them a milkshake every day if they were really sick and that's what made them feel better well why would you think anything of that
0: and she's has a really crappy lifestyle in the sense of how she takes care of her body which is totally her call but it also means that
1: like she's not combined a combined with nut. the
0: shorter life expectancy back then with medical advances and stuff mm-hmm. and her garbage diet, I think people saw this woman in her forties and were like, I'm I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked.
1: Right. Like are you just eating like shit?
0: Exactly. And like did the chain smoking and, you know, the excessive drinking just like fuck with your organs? Like maybe you just did something wrong to yourself. So yeah. the pain in her abdomen from all the drinking didn't seem that crazy. Right. So, Esther was admitted to the hospital, like, on numerous occasions. Doctors constantly admitted her because they were just, like, dumbfounded on what was wrong with her. They ran into a brick wall every time. They tested her for cancer, thyroid, gallbladder attacks, as as well as, like, a myriad of other, like, diseases, conditions, viruses, everything. Renee and Esther appeared visibly both concerned when at the hospital. They were really drawing a big blank like the doctors were as well and oddly enough though during the time that Esther's in the hospital lolly gets fired from the radio station because
1: not lolly oh lolly no lolly, lolly gets Lolly's removed the receptionist from... of course that is the she's kid. the
0: woman she's going to be removed if there's an issue right okay yes So, Renee's distracted, and I think that the work is kind of, like, seeing that he has a lot going on, but the affair has become a huge, like, topic in the office while Renee's in and out of work, too, with um, his wife. So, Lolly, in turn, gets removed because they think she's the common denominator, so they fire her from the radio station for essentially being a distraction Because hashtag, it's always the woman's fault.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, it's the 60s. Although, that's not even far off what would happen today, so I don't know why. No, not at all. He's
0: in a position of power.
1: She's not. 100%. I don't, yeah. She's easier to replace. 2023 is just not that far off, unfortunately. Yep.
0: Keep in mind, this means that the affair is still actively happening. So while his wife's in the hospital, he is still dating this woman who is, I believe, 20 years younger than him. While Mm -hmm. his wife is in severe dire straits in the hospital at times june of 1965 uh what we know as Bomac at the time i don't know if that sounds familiar to you at all because it would have still been anyway it's a large car dealership owned by jim pattison okay and so jim pattison was kind of a household name around here in bc because he's one of like the richest men he owns like most car dealerships in british columbia
1: Man, Jim Patterson's been around, hey? He's like, like 90 years old. He's been a lot around for a while. Yeah, I think it's wild.
0: Well, one of, because he works in like a telecom building or visits frequently. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to Dark Poutine, they happened to mention at the end, like in a personal note, he's like this little five foot tall man. He's like mm-hmm. 90 years old now. And he still goes to work five days a week and rides the elevator with everyone and just like chats. Mm-hmm. And he's literally, like, the richest man in B.C., I think.
1: He owns two grocery stores that are competing stores. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, so it's like if one of his stores is winning, doesn't matter if the other one's losing. Yeah, like he's he, competing he, with he himself. owns
1: Save-On Foods, and then he owns the majority share of quality foods now.
0: He really took Cardi B to heart when she said, I'm my own competition, I'm competing with myself.
1: Legit. Yeah, yeah
0: that's Jim Pattison, yeah. in a nutshell. He
1: just owns all the things.
0: Yeah. So Jim Pattison reaches out to Renee and he's like, yo, you're cool. I'm cool. Let's run a promo together. BOMAC has a massive sign in Vancouver for anyone who lives there. I'm sure they're aware of it. It's on West Broadway and it's like this 80 foot like BOMAC sign. It's huge. Other like car dealerships along the strip because it was like all car dealerships at the time would put up signs to like try to compete. It was totally just like a dick measuring contest. But because Bommel's sign was like close to 80 feet or something like that, no one ever won. So this Nobody tiny little five-foot man like way overcompensates with this giant Bommack sign Once
1: to sell cars. Once you go BOMAC, you don't go back.
0: Uh, who are we for this Jim Pattison guy? We've made him sound like know. such a gangster. I don't
1: know.
0: Anyway, so just a little bit of history because I did look up the Bommack thingy. This whole strip that it was on back then was, like, the car purchasing strip in Vancouver. In 1958, it was called Auto Row, and it's where oh. all the dealerships were. So they just, like, all set up camp on this one street and would compete with one another. But it seems like BOMAC really took the cake here.
1: I've always found that interesting because Nanaimo's similar. Most of the yeah. car dealerships are all in the same spot. And, like, I guess it, did it makes make me sense. me think of that. I guess it makes sense to have them all in the same spot, so that when people go car shopping, then they don't have to like, you know, if there's a couple of the big dealerships, you'd kind of want to build yours around that, so that if like people are just there car shopping, they just see it yeah, and they I go guess they like see
0: the others. Convenience,
1: options. I definitely don't consider any of the car dealerships that are like far away from that area as much. So it's a smart move, but it's also yeah. like, why you want to be beside your competition?
0: True i agree i think i I also thought it sounded weird so the plan is renee makes up this prank that he's gonna do and he decides that he was gonna live and work from a car mounted on top of this sign for as long as needed to sell all the cars in the lot so you have a mistress and a wife who is critically ill and you're like yeah i could take some time away no problem and every single car. I, I think it took like eight days. It was really not that big of a deal, but still,
1: every That's car just random. That's r- but I mean, like you said, the guy will do anything for money, and he's eccentric. And it sounds like he likes attention. So you know, yeah, he just didn't the- give a shit. He was like, yeah, sure, that was that sounds fun. It sounds like the man loved attention. Oh. Yeah. Total extrovert. Right? Like. Yeah. One well, part of it monster. too was
0: when this plan got presented to him, it was right as Esther had been admitted to the hospital recently. So he was like, well, she's taken care of. So screw it. Let's right. go. So yeah. he was just like, yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal. And yeah. then as soon as the eight days were up, he showed up there, you know, milkshake in hand. Hi, honey. I'm coming to see you. Ugh. Hmm. Esther's medical staff approaches him to give him an update on her health, and the staff felt like they were literally walking, talking to wallpaper. He didn't care. He was just so nonchalant and, like, borderline dismissive of what they were saying. But the kicker kind of was to, I mean, asked listeners, not to the doctors at the time, but he even asked, like, how long till she's gone? But doctors at the time, and I guess maybe this was true, they really saw it like he sees his wife suffering and wanted to know how long she could be suffering for, not that he was really looking for her to get gone.
1: I wonder if, too, because like you were talking about earlier, the medical advancements and the fact that human beings did have a shorter life expectancy back then because medical stuff wasn't as far along organ failure so common too right maybe it was just the norm back then that you know if
0: it really didn't raise any concerns to anyone at the time which when i read more about of it about it it kind of made sense
1: like yeah because like if you think about it now we have just like so many options for people to you know either recover or live for a really long time in the hospital or in some sort of a, like a care form,
0: mm-hmm. um
1: but that might not have been the same back then, so
0: yeah, and it definitely sounds like it wasn't especially because we will find out in a little bit like just how many tests were run on her and everything, and it just goes right. to show like how individual everything was and the extent the medical teams had to go to rather than now we have like a tighter test where you take a few blood samples, you submit them, and it does a myriad of tests
1: yeah, for yeah, different yeah.
0: things. So it's very different that way, too. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: when Esther's mom called Renee to talk about what he thought might be the cause of her rapid decline and what's causing Esther to just essentially be depleting right in front of them, he replies with, When a house burns down, I don't look for the fire, I look around to build a new one. Oh. To her mother.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. That's so nice. tragically, july eleventh, sixty-five, Esther dies, five days shy of her nineteenth wedding anniversary to Renee. Wow. And on the day of Esther's death, Renee was wearing his comical gorilla costume that he's known for wearing at work for pranks. He decided to like show up to the hospital in it, so he shows up in a gorilla costume with a milkshake. And doctors are like, hold on, sir, we need to tell you this. And they stop him and explain that his wife has not made it and that she's, he can go see her in the room, but she is no longer alive. Yeah. So rather than, you know, rushing to see her or being panicked, he goes to the washroom, dumps the milkshake down the toilet. And staff can hear him flush the toilet not once, but twice after dumping the milkshake. Hmm. So special.
1: Which, like, yeah, why wouldn't you just throw in the garbage? Yeah, it looks weirder if you something. Or drink it yourself. Do something. I mean, I could see why you wouldn't want to drink it yourself. It was, like, sad, but, like, why wouldn't you just throw it out? Yeah.
0: You'd think you'd be so caught off guard that if anything, you would just set it down where you were and just go to the room. Right? Yeah, you
1: would think you would just put it down somewhere. That would just be such an afterthought.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, July twelfth, the next day, an autopsy is performed with Renee's approval, and the findings were that heart failure and a viral infection are what killed her. Her funeral was held the next day, the thirteenth, in Burnaby, and her body was placed in a crypt which I thought was kind of interesting because we never hear of crypts. Um, And I even looked up what it was to make sure I was thinking the exact right thing. Um, And it's Latin for vault, but it's similar to essentially a mausoleum, which is what I thought. But it can either, it used to be underneath a church or a cathedral, but now it can just be underground or above ground, usually just attached to a building. But it used to be like a really popular alternative to cremation, especially for people who had money and wanted like a royal crypt so their whole families could be the Kardashians in them after have one death. Of those. Yeah, I remember hearing remember about the that. Keeping up with the Kardashian
1: episode yeah. about that. Yeah.
0: Also, Stassi Schroeder from Vanderpump Rules of all places <laughs> is like she went plot shopping on an episode, and it's hilarious. It's great.
1: Yeah. That chris Jenner tested out the coffin i think She's i remember her in.
0: laying in them and being like
1: yeah. what do you think and chloe was like what is happening of course Why? they were
0: together they're like the devilsome duo nowadays so two yeah. days after her burial CK W paid for renee and their daughter janine who was 12 at the time to go on vacation at disneyland to try to lift the spirits help her the daughter cope with the loss shocking lolly and don decided to tag along to this trip to disney like how fucking confusing for janine yeah it's messed up can you imagine being like what are you my new mom your mom just died
1: girl and her kid
0: and i'm imagining they weren't like not having active pda in front of these children given that right. they didn't care at work why would they
1: Yeah. And it doesn't sound like he cares about much other than himself, so I don't think that he would care about like the perception to his kid.
0: Not at all. Or like how much so that two weeks later this shipbag and Lolly decide that they are gonna apply for a mortgage. And come to find out the actual pre approval process started while Esther was still alive and he said that this girl was his husband or his wife and he even started to give items of Esther's that were of value like fur coats and jewelry and stuff to her before she died.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, like she's, apparently there was like, people had seen her wearing a fur coat that they know belonged to Esther and Esther was still alive at the time when she obtained this coat.
1: Did he have any life insurance
0: on her? There was never really a mention of the tactic being due to life insurance. It seems like it was all due to this affair.
1: Okay.
0: It was just a want to be with this other person. So, meanwhile, back at the hospital, her, like, direct attending doctor who was doing all these tests, Dr. Moscovich, he was, like, being chewed up inside. He did not believe that this healthy, like, somewhat healthy right. 40-year-old woman just, like, drops dead of such weird circumstances. He just, like, had a feeling. Yeah, in his gut, he's like, no, 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 red Trust flag. your
1: gut, people. Yep. Trust your gut.
0: So what he saw in her decline on, like, a day-to-day overall behavior did not match the findings in the autopsy to him as well. So even if those had correlated more, he doesn't think it would have bothered him. He actually finds that there's still tissue samples of hers at the hospital from further testing that they did. And thought that maybe a bit more time spent on it, like, maybe she ingested something that they missed testing for. Because a lot of those tests were really difficult to prove. So two weeks later after he had resubmitted these samples for all the tests he could think of, these new results come in and he is like shocked and almost hits the floor when he finds out that she has like astronomical levels of arsenic in her system. Crazy levels. Like hundreds, potentially thousands times.
1: So not what's vanilla acceptable. milkshakes then? No. He it's immediately takes the results milkshakes. to
0: the police too. So this guy is like the shit we love him he explains his whole like backstory to this patient what her case was what her symptoms were what these findings are and explains that the husband was visiting her every day in the hospital still and they need to look at him on august 3rd they find they obtain a search warrant and esther was exhumed as well police request a full examination with new information taken into account and this autopsy shows that With the levels provided by those lab results and the effects on her organs, they can directly correlate that arsenic would have shut down her organs in this method, now with the new information. They also found that they had hair samples at the time, which is actually a really amazing indicator with, like, chemical changes in your body. So they're actually able to tell because her body was so weak, she wasn't actually, like, growing much in the sense that, like, her regeneration of items in her body like her nails her hair her skin weren't at peak conditions and they were really depleted and they can see a direct difference in the eight days where he was in the car dealership not able to access her that her hair has a color change showing that there was a chemical change in her body during those eight days it's so crazy
1: That's and so, this was like like cool
0: Yeah, it's shocking that they're able to figure this out based on like a pigment in the hair follicle and bands around it, showing that there was a chemical change in her body. And even like they said, like hair can be like a little calendar that way.
1: I was wondering if you were gonna say something like they noticed her improve in those eight days or something. Like they noticed her vitals improve. They thought she was getting a lot better, and then he showed up again, and then she went downhill. But. Because she was so weak,
0: it was minimal.
1: And I was going to say, I imagine at that point she had been so heavily poisoned that there wasn't really any turning back anyways. But it is really interesting that they can just see it in the hair.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and friends around them really believed that Renee actually likely wasn't planning to kill her like this way it was simply he was going to do it in small doses as a way to stop her from like nagging or catching on or being able to like look into his life more so it's like people thought he was just going to kind of keep her a little bit sick which was almost worse but then as time went on it sounded like he got bolder because they can see the doses like increase significantly with this account as well
1: Um, well and like he was bringing milkshakes to the hospital yeah so I well, because he that needed to point, make sure the
0: symptoms maintained so that doctors yeah. didn't get suspicious.
1: By that point, I think we all know that a murder was being planned. Yeah.
0: When the search warrants performed, police find Trioxy Ortho, which is a weed killer under Renee's sink, because, of course, he didn't get rid of it. That would be too smart. Yeah. Further testing points to the weed killer being able to not only kill weeds, but was definitely a human killer in this. It matches all the symptoms. The increased dosage matches what we would see reflected in the hair and tissue samples and the organ segments that they saw. So in spring of 66, Lolly is now planning her wedding to Renee. Of course she is. But Renee, on the other hand, is being arrested and charged with first degree capital murder for killing his wife.
1: Bye bye. Which is, uh
0: And at the time, he could have been hung for this.
1: Yeah. Canada sure. still
0: had hanging in this yeah. in 65 yeah so maintaining Frankie his words. innocence <laughs> maintaining his innocence all through a september 28th trial all eyes were on renee and because he was such a household name like we all have our newscaster or something that we trust and renee was that to a lot of people
1: yeah true you
0: listen to the same radio host in the mornings when you commute to work things like that they become a staple in your day-to-day life
1: which is and why people you shouldn't were... trust the news because it's actually just entertainment and not news
0: yeah trust the weatherman well, he's just anybody. there to do a good job.
1: Do your own damn research. This is where I'm. I don't even you you trust here. the weatherman because he's always wrong here. I know, but the I like Mark Madriga. Is always wrong. Like if I based my life around the weather network, I would never do anything.
0: I just like our weatherman. That's fair. Turns out Esther has 125 tests done, none of which were able to capture this chemical, only its side effects are taken into account. Okay. So almost 50 witnesses and specialists and scientists come from all over the world to ensure that the science is explained 100% accurately to ensure that this bastard is charged.
1: right He has That's to pay bad. for
0: this. And many scientists came from the UK to explain the science behind the hair specifically, knowing that that was going to be a massive factor proving that window of time when the hair looked different. right This weenie even takes the stand himself and when mm-hmm. is asked like, did you kill your wife? Apparently he just looks at the jury jury and goes, no. And that's all he says. And then just. Idiot. Is useless.
1: We all know that it's the smart, the smartest move ever to take the stand in your own defense for murder. Right. There's like very, very rare times when it works.
0: Yeah, true. The biggest piss off though is this is where I found out and I read in an article that they made Janine take the stand in defense of her father. Ugh. She was, again, like 13, maybe 14 at this point in time. It's so sad. She had no other choice. It was disgusting. Um, The jury was full of smart, level-headed people. They found him guilty right away, sentencing him to death. He had an execution date set of January 23rd of the following year. However, in November of the present year... Bill C-168 was drafted putting a five-year ban on the death penalty. The only exceptions to that were if you were ki- to kill a police officer or a correction officer. Mm-hmm. So he was given a life sentence. It was commuted and he spent his life sentence at Ocala Institute. However, after just 12 years, oh no, this piece of shit got paroled in 1979.
1: So Lolly,
0: right? He didn't even do the 25 years. Did he?
1: He had. He didn't have a 25 year parole date because it was the laws were changing. They probably the laws were changing,
0: so there was no further stipulations. It was a very simple blanket statement. Really, all that had happened was like nothing changed just the death penalty was literally put on pause they were just like trying something out for five years
1: well and mandatory minimums didn't come in until the harper government anyways yeah so there this was, was no all mandatory done. minimum on first degree murder up until whenever the harper government came in office yeah this
0: was solely a change to the death penalty with yeah. no further amendments to the law right which is bullshit Lolly was no longer in the picture. She would moved on, married someone else at this point. She didn't want to wait for him again. She thought he was going to be hung, so (laughs) why wait? (laughs) Renee, after his release, gets remarried, seems to have somewhat of a life. By this time, though, Janine has really seen who he is and has ceased a relationship with him. She does not speak to her father. She saw what he did to her mother after this time, and, like, really the stress that was put on her in the trial that's so sad. she cut all contact but did go on to apparently be like a very well-rounded mother of two and that's, just lives under the radar good for impressive
1: her and like good for her because yeah
0: she lost both her parents at
1: once in like a really horrific way mm-hmm. really, like, she had no siblings and nothing and like traumatic way like that's fucked
0: yeah um Renee fortunately died of cancer in January of 82. Thank God. But like to add to Janine's trauma, I will say when her dad was locked up and her mom died, she had to stay living with the girlfriend like Lolly and Don because they all lived together at the time they were getting married. So she stayed living there for five years with them until Lolly met her new husband, and was like, well, I don't want you anymore, and like sent her to live with her aunt. So she's now like 18 years old and just being shipped off to a new home after there they spent no, like, her teenage foster years. Foster
1: care sister Sim or anything? Because like no, because want... at
0: the time they couldn't prove either that Lolly had any involvement in it. They believed that this was solely something that Renee did on his own.
1: But she wouldn't have been her legal guardian either way.
0: No, I know.
1: I but mean, I know again, we're, there was a better position. A comp- we're talking about a completely different time period where and again, I were was
0: not able to find if Renee <clears throat> had made those arrangements that right. if something was to happen to him, she was the legal guardian. Um, yeah. There was a quote that I read in this article and it just like really pissed me off <clears throat> okay. And I was gonna read it because it just annoys me. So it says, divorce was really difficult until 1968. If you were a woman in particular, you had to prove adultery, but you also had to prove bestiality, domestic violence, or incest. And it was published in the papers. They had to. You were publicly shamed alongside the name of the person you were having an affair with. So for someone like Renee, who is very likely a sociopath, a divorce would be something seen as complete tarnish of his image that he had of himself. He wanted to get rid of his plump 40-year-old wife and trade her in for a 25-year-old with money.
1: Yeah.
0: Which really just sums up the bullshit that he puts these people through.
1: Basically, he was a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was in it to win it for Renee and Renee only, and he did not matter who got bulldozed along the way.
1: Sounds about right.
0: Because I also don't wholeheartedly know what, Lolly's play was in this. She was 25 years old and he was yeah. in a position of power. We don't know what that relationship was like behind closed doors, so I'm also hesitant to put too much blame on Lolly. However, she had to know she was doing some bullshit moves going to like Disneyland, planning a wedding. like
1: you know what? I imagine he was quite manipulative, so maybe not.
0: And we do hear a lot of times that men say, oh, we're separated. I'm in the process of a divorce, mm-hmm. this and that. Yeah, like we Or have he no might idea. say, we're separated. My wife knows I do this, but divorce would look bad, so we're not going to get divorced.
1: Yeah, like, we have no idea what he was feeding her and, no. you know, telling her that she was his everything and the only person he wanted to be with and oh, they were soulmates. Love love-bombing her. Like, yeah, and... exactly. Like, love-bombing the shit out of her. So, definitely not putting any blame on... Lolly, I haven't heard enough to do so.
0: Same. And um, I couldn't find enough about Lolly. And I think that when this happened and when Renee got locked up, I have a feeling Lolly kinda went into self preservation from the sounds of it.
1: Well, and like honestly, kudos to her for taking in um his daughter. She didn't have to.
0: Yeah, but I don't think she treat was treated that well considering the second she needed her gone, she just shipped her off somewhere. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like her childhood was difficult from what I heard. And I don't know if that takes into account the time after her mother's death, aside from just the grieving process. But I would assume so.
1: Yeah. But that's my case. Either way, that's fucked up. And you did an incredible job of it. Thanks. You're welcome. Should we talk about Vanderpump Rules or do you have any questions? Um, I was actually just wondering why I'm all of a sudden hearing all about hearing all about it. Like I know, it's a show. It's a reality TV show. I really know nothing about reality TV outside of the Kardashians, and that's just simply because I love the Kardashians. Um, so, like, why am I all of a sudden seeing everybody posting about it? Is did a new season just start? No, Is there there's something big juicy drama happening. Big
0: big drama Drama. so an anchor couple from the show they've been together about 10 years when she joined the show they immediately started dating have been like a fan favorite for seasons okay there's another couple on the show who are like a kind of narcissistic alcoholic guy and what was presumed to be her kind of his dumb-witted girlfriend turns out she's not so dumb she now has gone and slept with the guy and has had now a seven month long affair of them building a relationship behind this his girlfriend's back and they are a fan favorite couple they also own two restaurants themselves like him and his buddy are co-owners and it's severely affecting their businesses his band everything
1: so it really is just burning the internet Okay, so that that's why then. Um, I was just I was just curious. Um, oh, I've
0: been a deep dark hole watching everything and anything about this story.
1: I've never seen so many people that I follow or like so much about Vanderpump Rules on my on my phone when I open it. So I was oh yeah, Instagram is just straight up. That makes sense though. That's Vanderpump some serious rules. tea And like, what the fuck? Why can't people just not do that? Well, uh, and there was an episode that just aired the other
0: day, and like this one girl there's two girls who take the dumb girl the cheater out for lunch mm-hmm. and they're kind of saying like one of the girls just had been divorced from her husband tom and the dumb girl's essentially explaining to it's this girl that she kind of has a crush on her ex-husband and it's like we're we're friends and you're friends with my husband and you're now telling me you want to make out with him right like, it's weird. And then the the girl who gets, like, cheated on, right, is the other friend at the table. And she goes, like, I don't even know who you are anymore. And she goes, I don't even know who I am these days. Knowing full well, she's banging her boyfriend of ten years yeah. in her house while she's there. Like, That's she was wild. sleeping and they, like, snuck into another room and hooked up even. And she found out because, I guess, his phone, like, fell out of his pocket at one of his concerts. So she had access to it and was holding on to it. And that girl sent a dirty video to the
1: phone. Somebody else did that in the reality TV world. Um, I don't follow it anymore, but for the longest time, I was a huge teen mom fan. That's another like reality series fan. that I followed for a really long time. I'm pretty sure Kaylin's ex-husband, Javi...
0: Yeah, banged Brianna on, De Jesus
1: Cheated on... His girlfriend at the time with Kaylin at their house. Was that wrong? Something like that happened. He cheated on somebody in his house. I vaguely
0: remember something like that, too. And maybe
1: it wasn't with Kaylin. I don't want to throw her under the bus if it wasn't her. But, like, Javi cheated on his girlfriend with somebody else in his house while his girlfriend was asleep. The audacity. It's... It's bold. It's so, you have to be so unhappy with yourself internally to make decisions like that, I feel like. Like, you have to be. It's the only way. Yeah. Well, and that's
0: kind of what everybody is saying, like, not in her defense, but just saying in general as a blanket statement. Like, this girl just got, like, a. she just had a failed engagement. She's just, like, in, like, this turmoil of, like, tornado of emotions. But it's, like, that doesn't justify you going through your friend group and sleeping with everyone's spouses but at the same time if he's willing to break up his relationship over her then so be it as well
1: yeah yeah you're just like you have to be miserable to make decisions like that cuz you wouldn't if you were genuinely happy you wouldn't sabotage cuz that's that's self sabotage too right like for oh him. and yeah and like he that, is that's massive self sabotage
0: especially because he is a business owner on the show he's a fan favorite mm-hmm. he literally is like probably one of the top castmates now on the entire show right and, and, and he's like, just when you, torn up his reputation
1: when you make decisions like that like you you know that if it gets public it's people aren't just going to be like oh haha you know every, you know that <clears throat> But
0: everybody else is like on the show Is really jumping on this because they A lot of people were like I don't believe that this is who Raquel is Like she's not this dumb And people now are like see like,
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: other people were getting called bullies For the way they, they would point out stuff about her And talk about it and like warn people almost Right But now those people are coming out and saying like I feel better about what I felt Because I know I can trust my gut now Kind of yeah, thing she's
1: she's She knows what she's doing
0: yeah, and he issues some like bullshit apology, essentially like apologizing for like his staff and his uh, partners in the business, but he doesn't mention anything about cheating on her.
1: Okay, he's like I was more laughing, worried about everything around him. I was laughing so hard the other day. Canva now has AI technology where you can like. So my my friend does social media management for a spa in town, mm-hmm. and she was showing me she got, got like the canva ai technology thing or whatever and you can just write in like apology statement from influencer and then what? it'll like spit you out literally a whole typed
0: apology. generic apology
1: generic apology that you can then just post on social media so and it was th- like their the are same-
0: approved versions
1: It was literally the same as any apology you've ever heard any influencer say online. Like, my actions don't, like, represent my brand values and the values that I've put out over the years and, like, just that very generic... I was laughing so hard. We're about to get catfished by the internet. So
0: bad. Not even by a person on the internet. Just the internet. Just
1: the fucking internet. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's really again.
0: Over an hour, we've done well, this again.
1: We have a good chunk of time that we weren't recording, so it's possible it's closer to an hour. Yeah, there's true. A good, there's a good blank period in there. But yeah, you're right. True. I just wanted to read um, one of the unpopular opinions that was posted made me yes. laugh. Somebody replied. and um, <laughs> I don't even know if this is like that much of an unpopular opinion anymore, but uh, she said the show Friends is trash. <laughs> I can't. I grew up with Friends and I grew up loving Friends and me and you both love Friends. And yeah. I think that that's just because we grew up loving Friends. Um, <laughs> it didn't age well. Let's put it that way. Hey, it is
0: better than some, though. I'll give it a little bit of credit, but I agree. It is better
1: than some. It's just definitely a 90s sitcom. It, it comes through. That's funny, yeah. though. And I see a lot of people say this as their unpopular opinion, so I'm not judging you whatsoever yeah, for I've this I've heard one. it a few times. You like what you like. Yeah. But I still like Friends.
0: Um, I'm going to love you and leave you because all of a sudden I really have to pee.
1: Oh, love you and leave you. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for being here today. And thank you for Katie for this excellent episode. I loved it. Um, hope to see you next week. Remember to leave a five-star rating or review on Apple or Spotify. I do still have some stickers left, so if you want a sticker pack, um, send me a screenshot of your five-star review, and I will send one out. Just make sure you send a mailing address. You can do that on Instagram, DM, or email.
0: Also, if you're an artist and you have an idea for a future sticker design, or you even just want to give us your input... Yeah, shoot us that information or if you already have a design that you like that you think would work well that you can work from that you're yeah. really proud of tag us in it let us see because i would love that if we could do that again i really liked the results last year it was so fun
1: yeah but uh thanks for being here and i hope you have a great day bye bye i'll call you soon okay <gasps> okay Bye. bye, bye. How do I stop this shit? I'll stop it. (laughs) Okay.